The views and opinions expressed here on Wrestling Wind Down are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any other agency, organization, employer, or company. What's up, guys? It's Lo, and you are tuned in to Wrestling Wind Down, a female-founded and hosted podcast dedicated to professional wrestling and our favorite adult beverage. Welcome to our new series of episodes entitled The Life of a Wrestling Fan. We will be talking with individuals who have made a lasting impact in their careers in their individual sectors who also happen to be professional wrestling fans. On this episode, I am so honored to be joined by Andrea Paredes. She is an executive producer who has worked with networks including VH1, MTV, E! Entertainment, and even helped produce this year's Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards and the Met Gala. On top of having an amazing career, Andrea happens to be a huge professional wrestling fan. Andrea is spilling the wine on her pro wrestling fandom as well as her amazing career and how she's been able to combine the two in several instances. Andrea will also give advice to those who may be looking to enter the television field as well as what it means to be a proud wrestling fan within the television sector. So grab your glass of wine, we're going in for the three count. I mentioned in my intro, I am joined by Andrea Paredes. It is so amazing to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. When did you become a professional wrestling fan? Oh man, I it's the question should really be when wasn't I a wrestling fan? Um, I probably like my earliest memories are when I was like probably four, three or four years old. I come from like a, I'm Greek and Italian, so I come from uh, holidays with lots of cousins always around and. I just never, I kind of went towards where, what all the boys were doing. Cause I was like, oh, they're kind of cool. And they were always watching wrestling. And it was one of those things where I just uh, picked up on it. And then everybody else stopped at certain points in their lives. And I never did. And it was like, oh, she'll get to junior high and she'll quit or she won't watch anymore. Oh, she'll get to high school. But when she, when she figures out that she gets boyfriends and stuff like that, she won't be into it. I was like hosting Monday night raw parties in college. Like it was it never left me. So I've been a fan longer than I haven't that's for sure how have you remained so consistent with watching I know a lot of people including myself have fallen out at different times of their lives but you are my first guest who hasn't what has kept you interested I think it's because it's I'm a loyal person by nature and I think it's just you know like anything else in your life like there's ebbs and flows of good and bad and I think like even when the storylines were like horrendous at times, I was still like, there's, we're right around the corner for something really great. So for me, it was always like, I love the high flying action. I loved seeing, um, you know, the, the stories of the good guys. And I loved like good versus evil. And, um, you know, the storylines really made me stick around, whether it was like, you know, I felt like I grew up with it, I guess, in the sense of like, as I was going to college or coming out of college, it was like the attitude era. So it was like, things were getting riskier. And I was like growing up and like doing riskier things. I don't know. It just, it felt like it was super like family and like very um, old school when I was little, like when I was eight and nine. And, um, you know, I just felt like it kind of changed with me. So it was very easy to stick around it and see it. Cause I felt like I was growing with the actual company. If that makes sense. Yes, it absolutely makes sense. What has been your favorite era to watch of WWE or WWF? Oh man, it's so hard to say. Um, I mean, I was the person that was watching 
WrestleMania 12 and not knowing which shirt to wear, whether it was Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart. And uh, like, you know, the boyhood dream sucked me in. So I always have a special place in my heart for that era because massive Shawn Michaels fan all day, every day, uh, twice on Sundays. Um, But I would say, you know, I really loved the era coming out of the Attitude Era too, whether you want to call it reality era or whatever it may be. I thought that was such an exciting time for women. And you started to see like, the slow progression of, okay, things are changing and it's going to take a while. And it's took a very long while, but you saw like people kind of just, and, and superstars really being like, we're not going to put up with the way things are and you're going to see some more from us. So it's hard to say. I have favorite things about each different generation of wrestlers, I would say, but I will always have that special place in my heart for uh Shawn Michaels in his prime that's that's a hundred percent other than Shawn Michaels of course who have been some of your favorite superstars to watch in past eras as well as the current era of WWE um oh man I mean currently like what an exciting time to be a fan it's we have so many different options like right now I, I mean I think Seth Rollins is doing some of the best work of his career Britt Baker incredible um Biggie I mean I hope he heals up soon I want him to come back and get another another title run. Um, I love seeing what Brian Danielson's doing in AEW. I think he's like living his best life right now. Um, Cody being back at WWE, crazy. Uh, I don't know. I love seeing Naomi and Sasha do their thing. Um, I am like so diehard Dakota Kai. I can't wait to see what she's going to do. Um I don't know. I think like tag team wrestling right now is so hot. Like it's such an exciting time to be in tag team wrestling, but like old school, I was a huge macho man fan, uh, Mr. Perfect stone cold. Like how could you not love every version of stone cold there ever? Absolutely. Was? <laughs> um, I mean the rock, you know, of course, Bret Hart and Ricky, the dragon steamboat, like classic to now it's we're just very lucky to be fans are you an avid AEW watcher as well I am yeah I I would say I watch it um I mean I watch WWE 100% I watch AEW like 75% um but I keep up with everything um and I would say what they're doing is pretty interesting definitely uh definitely an interesting take on pro wrestling versus sports entertainment that's for sure Are there any other companies that you might keep up with in the indies like GCW or Impact or New Japan Pro Wrestling? Yeah, I mean, I love GCW. Um, I was at (laughs) the Roxy show in LA a couple weeks ago, which was awesome. Um, Joey Janela, I'm just like, keep doing what you're doing. You're so good. (laughs) It's so good. Effie, uh, obsessed with Effie. I want to go to his big gay brunch the next time he does one. Um, I think that'd be incredible. Um, I think... You know, Kayla Sparks is doing really cool stuff. She's been showing up on Raw and AEW. There's a lot of really, really interesting people that are like rumbling around, even like Matt Cardona, like living his best life two years, you know? So it's exciting to see just like underground wrestling and wrestling that like I used to try to do like my own commentary for when I was in high school, just seeing all those wrestlers and seeing what they're doing now. It's really, really cool. Was that the first GCW show that you've had the chance to attend? Yes. Okay, I absolutely need to hear what your thoughts were because I went when I was in Dallas with Iridia and my friend and it was absolutely insane. Light bulbs, ladders, all these different objects all over the place. I had never seen anything like it and I was just so shocked. It's bonkers. It's like no limits. 
I think the energy there was insane. Like everybody in the crowd was like, we are here, we are here to support and we want to see the the best and the worst of everything. Um, it was so fun. And it's like, you know, the show I went to was super intimate. It was maybe, maybe 500 people they could fit in there, maybe. And that's like really pushing it. I don't know. I just thought what they were doing in the ring. I love the intergender wrestling. I thought that was super cool. It's definitely uh, a unique take on what, to your point, what you see online versus what you see when you're in person. Um, And I just give them so much credit because they're committing to what they want that brand to be. It's really cool. What did you think? Like, were you just shocked? 100% shocked. Like I said, Iridian and I went. We had no expectations because none of us have been to a GCW show before. We've seen the clips online. We've seen photos. And that's one thing. But to see it in person is a completely different thing. We went with our friend Brittany. She's been to GCW shows before. So she was already aware of what goes on. And she loves it. She absolutely loves that shit. But we were just shocked the whole time. Like we were a deer in headlights. Just like, oh my God, is this really happening right now? Like they're probably pulling like shards of glass. Yeah. Like all night long, you know, it's so funny. It's so cool though. Like the commitment is insane. It's insane what they definitely agree to do, but we love it. So we're there for it. Let's talk about your amazing career. You are a television executive with experience on networks, including Nickelodeon, MTV, and VH1. Can you tell us about working with these big networks and how you got your start? Um, I was an intern. I was went to college for TV production, um, and I interned at MTV, and that, that's predominantly where I was for most of my career, uh, Viacom, which is, you know, MTV, Nickelodeon, VH1 logo. Well, now it's Paramount, but, you know, the name changes. Um, But yeah, I interned there when I was in college. And uh, it was one of those things where it's a very hands-on environment. And if you show that you're eager and you want to do things, you'll get your first PA job and then you'll get your next PA job. And you kind of just continue along that path. And it's, you know, that uh, TV production is all experience. It's all just diving in and getting that experience from that show. You don't have like, whatever you do in college is great. And that's good to have a little bit of that background. But once you're thrown into the field doing something, it's a completely different experience. And it's a, it's a good thing because you're able to try out different things and see where you want to land and what direction you want to land in. So while you were at VH1 and MTV, did you have any specific shows that you produced? Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I worked on a gazillion different shows, it feels like. Um, I've done countless uh, VMAs. Uh, I'm specifically right now, uh, what I really focus on are like award shows and live concert specials. I'm a live producer. Um, and, you know, I've worked on everything from like the studio shows and MTV, um, like MTV Hits and MTV Jams. Um, to I was working across MTVU, which was their college network, and MTV2, which was like their more uh, male-minded channel, which was cool because we actually did stuff with some luchadores there. So that was like right up my alley. Um, but yeah, I mean, countless spring breaks. I've done so many short form Jersey Shore hits. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, you know, and then you work on like some really meaningful projects like Trailblazer honors where you're honoring um, different people in society that just are trying to help for the greater good, whether it's like LGBTQ or social justice. And it's, you know, there's a ton of different projects that I've worked on and a a million different shows. Um, And I was really, really lucky to be a part of it, you know, working with really creative and um, 
strong-minded people. What have been some of your favorite memories or moments while working on these networks? Um, A lot of it is who you work with. You know, you kind of, I talked about like growing up with wrestling. I kind of grew up at MTV, like after college, it's like you find your group of people that you're working with and you kind of grow up on these shows with each other. And you go through like really crazy experiences. I remember I was with one of my good friends, um, Lisa and my good friend, Alan, we were all working on a show together in, I think we were in Milan, the European Music Awards. And we were like sitting there having a moment with Pharrell and Pharrell, like, you know, he was trying to figure out what we wanted to do. And he wasn't like, he wasn't wrapping his mind around it, like the most creative guy in the world. And the three of us just sat there and he was like, let's do a prayer circle. Let's do a quick prayer and we're going to get through it. And we were just kind of all, we left the room later being like, did we just have a prayer circle with Pharrell? Like what just happened? You know? So you have like those, those moments where they're like kind of like outer body moments, but then you also have the moments where you're working, you know, a gazillion hours a week with people that you trust and people that are your friends and some people that you don't like, but you all have a common goal and and you get it done. And then when you actually are in the moment and you're producing it and it's happening, it's just really exciting. And again, it's like to be part of some of these iconic brands, um, it's like a time you'll never get back in your life. So it's always like remembering to be in that moment and just feeling grateful for it. You've worked with all of these amazing companies. Have you been able to bring your love of professional wrestling into the workforce? Yes. So I've been super lucky. Um, You know, if anybody knows me at all, it's like, you know, that I'm a wrestling fan. It's just, it's something that I've never been shy about. It's, you know, I've done countless reports in school, like elementary school about wrestling. I remember my public speaking class in college, I did about like what it's like to cut a promo as a wrestler. Um, And it's the same thing. It's like, if you know me, you know, I love wrestling. So I became that person, especially like at MTV and VH1, where people were like, oh, if we're talking about something with wrestlers, like we should hit up Andrea, like we should talk to her, she'll give us the POV. And you know, we were, were, once the wrestlers like cross over more into pop culture as a whole, like they start to make appearances on shows. Um, you know, I had on Mickey James on a show. I had um, Shawn Michaels on a show, which is incredible. I remember talking to The Rock when he was going on TRL um, years ago. And, you know, he, you just get to see all these different people in like your place. And you're like, oh, I could see the biggest celebrities in Hollywood all day long. But then I see Kane walking down the hallway promoting a, a WWE studio film he's in. And I'm like, let's stop and talk to Kane for a second. Um, But, you know, there's been other times where it's like, you know, we were able to have Dolph Ziggler come on Wild Now. And like, I did like a fun photo shoot with him and just had a great time and like talk to them like they're just like all of us. And it's the fact that, you know, it's a nice crossover for me and what I do in my everyday and, and what I also really love and am passionate about. I remember for um, the MTV Movie and TV Awards, I remember talking to some of the producers of that show and they were like, we want to definitely like think about how we could fit in um, a match in Best Fight. And I was like, oh gosh, I was like, well, let's talk about Becky versus Charlotte versus Ronda. And I just remember, you know, really talking about why that match stood out so much in that year, particularly over any other match. And just like, you know, going through the the meetings and going through talking to why and giving the explanations, like that's always been my thing. I'm like, here's why. And I'll tell you X, Y, and Z. And this is how it changed the game. And I think just coming out of some of those moments where you're like, oh, 
I was able to make a difference and help something push it forward. And it's like those moments where you're just like, this is incredible. Like people are seeing professional wrestling or sports entertainment in my world, the way it should be seen uh, in my opinion. So it's nice to have those kind of um, special moments where there's crossover. You've met countless WWE superstars in your profession. Who has been the one that you will never, ever forget? Um, for me, obviously, Sean. Sean. <laughs> and I try, I've, I've had met him prior to working with him, but having him come on um, my one of my old shows at MTV was so special. It was for one of the anniversaries of Raw. And I remember um, WWE, who are such like lovely people to work with, um, they were pitching a couple other names and I kind of went back and was like, well, I was like, it would be really great if we could have Shawn Michaels because he was on the very first episode of Monday Night Raw and he's still currently a part of WWE and he's still involved with Monday Night Raw. And so I remember he came on and I was prepping him in the green room and again, like the loveliest human. And he was just like, Andrea, can, you know, can you just explain to me why I'm on the show? Because he was like, I'm an old guy. Like, and he wasn't even that old, you know, like he was just like, why me? He's like, I'm sure they wanted to bring like whoever. And I was like, oh, well, I like cannot tell a lie. I was like, I'm the biggest heartbreak kid fan of all time. And he like, he thought it was the funniest thing. And him and one of my old hosts like shouted me out in the middle of the episode. So it was just, it was a lovely, lovely moment. Um, and then I would say just my bias of, and love of Sean aside, um, the Bella twins have always been incredible. They've just are such good people and so smart and so funny. And um, I, they're like so humble. They're just really great women. And it's nice seeing like the women supporting women and just seeing how, you know, they've grown their brand and you know, they're not just Hall of Famers, like they're these incredible businesswomen and they're authors and they're TV hosts and they're all of these things. So working with them um, and I've done it a few times, they've just been so, so lovely and have always made everything that I've worked on that much better. It's interesting you bring up the Bella Twins. They were presenters at the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards, which you produced this year. The Kids Choice Awards used to be like one of the highlights of my weekends when it would come on. I absolutely love seeing the celebrities there, the performances. So it's amazing to be able to talk to you who has actually produced this award show. How was this experience? Um, you know, it was my very first Nickelodeon show, um, which was super exciting. Um, and, you know, it's it's for all of those shows where you're like, OK, we're producing this show. I've done this a lot of times. It's nice to produce a show for kids. It's definitely something where it's like I remember being a little kid and being a fan and like loving whoever I was loving at that time. Um, and so it, it's nice to like think a little bit more creatively outside of the box. Um, and I think you just see like the run of the gamut of what like children are into. And I mean, I was in slime rehearsals getting slimed. Like that's, it's, you know, Nickelodeon looks at that as an honor and it's true. It's, it's an honor to be slimed. That's why half the people that come on the show are like, can we be slimed? And we're like, yeah, we have so many slimings we can do. Um, but it's, it was a really, really lovely experience. And all the people I worked with were incredible. So it was uh, one that I hope I'm a part of in the future, for sure. Can you kind of walk us through the process of planning an award show? What is the timing like? When do you guys actually sit down and actually start planning everything? 
Well, you know, they say the the day after the show ends, you should start thinking about the next one, mm-hmm. you know, so you should start thinking about the next year, um, which you do lightly. Uh, but it's really like, you know, the six months uh, prior that you're really in the nitty gritty. It's, it's, it's where do we want it to be? You're finding out all the basics. Where is it? Who should host? Um, what's going on? What category should we focus on this year? Um who has really spotlighted uh, their careers this year? Who do you want to perform on the show? So it's going through a lot of that pre-production and really development and figuring out like what the show should be, what worked last year, what didn't work, um, post-morteming, like everything. And, and we should be doing that now in real time. Like we should be like, okay, this was amazing. This did, fell flat. This is what we want to do next year. And obviously like the timing of pop culture and seeing what's happening in the world and going through all that, like you start to gather those things as you get closer, but it's a lot of just being creative, thinking outside of the box, designing what you want your set to look like. It's, it's getting all of the right creative minds together and starting essentially from scratch and thinking about um, how can we make this even better than the one before? So I saw a picture that you had snapped and shared online of you wearing a WWE fanny pack during producing the Nickelodeon Awards. Do you always wear this fanny pack at work? Um, I would say so as a TV producer or somebody that's going to be like running around, like you always have some kind of bag on you. You have something for your headset and your PL pack. And um, for this sp- particular show, I was on the floor. So I always have some kind of fanny pack. I wouldn't say every show I wear my WWE. WWE one I always have WWE I always have wrestling representation on me at mm. some point whether you know I got slimed in my Vince McMahon mugshot t-shirt you know I um you know whether I'm wearing like a an HBK necklace or I'm wearing my fanny pack I wouldn't say it's it's every single show but I love to have something it just for me it's always like a little bit of a comfort it's who I am so I, I like to always show that side of me. Like I wore really fun, like custom sneakers that were all like old school HBK on them at the show day. So I had my fanny pack and I had my sneakers. Oh, I love that. Yeah. But like my next show, I like, you know, you have to read the room a little, a little bit. I probably won't wear that fanny pack. It's, it's the Met Gala. So I probably won't oh, wear no. that. But that doesn't mean that I can't wear like a cool ring that I have that's, you know, wrestling inspired or wear something that like just is a little more judged up, if that makes sense. Yeah. So not all of them, but I mean, I've worn that fanny pack at the VMAs. I wore it uh, at like a TED Talk. I wore it at the Kids' Choice Award. So it's been around the block a little bit. Have you come across a lot of wrestling fans while you've been involved in the television field? Is there anyone that you've met and you're like, wow, I would not have pinned them as a wrestling fan. And also, have you noticed if there are a lot of women that like professional wrestling? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, to the point of my sneakers, um, wearing them on show day, I had everybody from like executives to the crew guys stopping me being like, where'd you get those? Or are those Shawn Michaels? (laughs) Like, what's up with that? So yes, absolutely. I would say not people that I'm ever surprised about because I think people are always surprised that I'm the fan. So I'm never surprised because I think a wrestling fan literally can be anybody and everybody. Um, But I do feel like people are definitely like undercover wrestling fans in my office inside. I'm not sitting there right now, but like I in my office at my old job, I had a life-size cutout of Shawn Michaels in there. And I remember I went to, um, I worked on a live stream for, for Ted, like Ted talks. And, um, somebody that used to work at Viacom was like, did you used to have like a cutout of a wrestler in your office? And I was like, I totally did. Um, so it's surprising. And even like my office now, like I have some like wrestling memorabilia up that's in my like zoom backgrounds. 
And you'll like get those side chats being like, oh, I see that intercontinental belt over there. Or like, I see that stunner, you know? So it's, it's definitely something that's both an icebreaker. And it's something where it's like, when you find another wrestling fan, you're like, oh, what's up? I see you. I see you see me. So it's a, it's a little bit of um, both. Like, I'm not surprised. And also I'm surprised that you want to keep it under the radar if you don't. As we've seen, there are a lot of women that enjoy professional wrestling, whether they started as a fan growing up or they just got started by watching Total Bellas or Total Divas. The fan base of women who love professional wrestling has definitely increased. How does it feel for you as a longtime fan to see this increase and being able to see women involved in this field, whether as fans, podcasters, content creators, etc.? I mean, I think it's awesome. I think having more women involved in anything is a good thing. Having more women in the audience, a seat at the table, being a fan, speaking up, having a podcast, anything like that. Like it's just, it's, it's the energy that we need. Um, and I think it's incredible. And I think to your point about like total divas or total Bellas, however it started, like a lot of people are like, oh, they're bandwagon fans. No, they're fans. Like let them live. Like if that's how they were able to find the product, who cares? Like that should be, that should be something like we're all excited about. Like, oh, you end up watching a reality show and it pushed you to watching Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. Amazing. Like keep it going. Like let's, let's take your point of view. Cause you may have never watched it if it wasn't for that. Um, so for me, it's like seeing young women want to get involved with wrestling in some capacity, like the first female refs, like, hell yeah, that's freaking so cool. Like, I think if when I was younger and I had more exposure or like social media was a bigger thing, like who knows, like who knows where I could have gone in that lane or where you could go in that lane. Like it doesn't, it, it shouldn't, um, it shouldn't stop anybody from being like, well, how did they, you know, how did they get started into being a fan? Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's really cool. And I think it's awesome. And I think the more women, the better lean on in women, let's, let's get our voices heard in a big way. And I think a lot of the companies are really seeing that. And I think from everybody from like the fans and the audience that they're catering to, but also to the employees and the people that they're bringing on, I think they're really seeing like, we need diversity. We need female diversity. We need um, different cultures. We need different people understanding. And I think having the same 10 people that look like you around the room isn't going to work. And I think they know that. So I, I think it's an exciting time to be a female and to be a female wrestling fan and to be a female wrestling fan that may work in the industry. I absolutely agree with you. What is your advice to women who may be looking to enter the television field of the world? Um, I would say, like I said before, like experience, like just dive in, dive in, ask questions, network. There's never like a wrong question to ask. Um, I'm obviously not a shy human. And I know that there are people that are shy and, and, you know, it's hard to get out of your shell sometimes, but, uh, I think the more you can do, the more you could invest in yourself and giving yourself those different experiences, the better, especially like when you're first starting out in the industry, whether it's an intern or a PA, you could try like five different ways to do things. You could say, Oh, I really like live, or I really like documentary, or I really like post-production, or I really like development. You have that opportunity to try all those different lanes. So give yourself that opportunity and speak up and network and talk to people. You never know who's going to come around full circle five years from now. Like I could be working for my previous intern or vice versa. So it's, you know, staying in touch and 
and being okay to feel uncomfortable in a situation with trying something you've never done is is a positive in this industry. Thank you, Andrea, so much for joining me here on Wrestling Wind Down. I learned so much and I'm sure our listeners will as well. Where can the people follow you on social media? Well, thanks for having me, number one. Um, on social media, you can find me at um, my very humble brand at Andrea DeCoolest, um, A-N-D-R-I-A-D-A-C-O-O-L-E-S-T. That's Twitter and Instagram. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Wrestling Wind Down. You can find all of our other episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and wherever else you listen to your podcast. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at WWDCAST. Let us know what you thought about the episode. What was your favorite part? Until next time, enjoy your wine, and of course, enjoy your wrestling. Cheers! Cheers.